0: Hello, this is Paula Matthews for Epic Books and Cafe. At first, today's podcast may seem to have somewhat of a puzzling topic. The Lord mentioned this topic to me twice, so I took it at His word that this message would be relevant to the times in which we live. I heard the Lord say twice, this podcast would be entitled, The Temperature of America. Again, The Temperature of America. You may have noticed how much of the United States has been under some strange temperature surges and and weather anomalies this summer. This has been the most unusual weather we've ever seen. When was the last time we saw the majority of our cities across the nation with temperatures in excess of 100 degrees Fahrenheit? Then there were the torrential rains that hit California. And in the midst of the rains, there came an earthquake. Right now, Florida is looking at hurricanes and so many storms across the Midwest. How many of you know that these are the last days that Jesus spoke about in Matthew 24? These are the signs of his return. And they're not pretty. They're they're destructive and they're disturbing. This is not the time to play with God. And yet, in America, many people, including our nation's leaders, are playing with fire. The warning signs are before them, and yet they keep going on like demon-possessed individuals who have no fear of what God would do to them. May I remind you all what the Lord said about 2023. The Holy Spirit said this is the year of God's redeem. So God is vowing that there will be a resurgence of righteousness in America. And, unfortunately, it's going to take something horribly drastic for people to wake up and take notice that there is a God in America. So what is the temperature of America? No matter what you see in the government or in the education system or in the business, God places the blame on the church of Jesus Christ in our nation. At least upon those who call themselves Christians because the true Christian is one who looks and speaks like Jesus Christ. They walk in love in obedience to the Father. They do the works of the Heavenly Father, even under severe persecution. I can tell you firsthand how difficult it is to be a true Christian in America. It's difficult to stand for truth in a land where where deception is a norm. People are persecuted who want truth. However, God is a God of truth. Unfortunately in America, religion has taken the place of truth. It's taking the place of a personal relationship with the truth, who is Jesus Christ himself. So those who tend to claim to be saved may not be saved at all. They are among those who God said are self-deceived. So again, let's consider the temperature of America. We're talking about spiritual temperature. Beginning with the church. Now, I'm reminded of a passage in Scripture in Revelation chapter 3, where Jesus describes, uh, uh, describes a letter written to the, the Laodicean church. This applies to the church in America today. Jesus says, I know your works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. So what does he mean by being lukewarm? Jesus is talking about the works, talking about the things that we do are lukewarm. But if we take a look around us, we see people who, are, who God would call wimpy weasels calling themselves Christians, but who will not speak his name in public for fear of the government reprisal. They won't stand up for what's right in the face of blatant evil, for fear of repercussions. They have become codependents and conspirators against Almighty God in this nation. Now, that's what I heard the Holy Spirit call them. Codependents and co-conspirators against the God of heaven. This is treason against the kingdom of God and against our King, Jesus Christ. Here's the worst part of it. As the church goes, so goes the nation. If the church is lukewarm then it should be no surprise that the nation is cold in its attitude about Christianity and in God in this land. It should be no surprise that the nation is cold. Just last week, I had a conversation with a person who wanted to talk politics. I guess they were attempting to get me to side with it on some issues. And I bypassed most of it with comments that, that took him back to what God said. Uh, but there was one time where I had to come straight on. Uh, I wanted to avoid an argument, but I had to find a tactful way of doing it, and the Holy Spirit gave me words to speak. Uh, the person was uh, trying to make a distinction between... The person wanted to get me to, to side against uh presidential candidate against another, saying one seemed to be more of a Christian than the other. And I remember I paused and I said, okay, what measure are you using to determine, first of all, who is a Christian, And who is more of a Christian than the other? And the person had no answer. In fact, that's the problem in America. We can't tell the Christians from the unsaved people. And so people tend to make a judgment call based on exterior appearances. But the Bible tells us God looks at the heart. That's where salvation comes. That's where a Christian is. A Christian is a Christian in their heart. And everything on the outward, outwardly, it comes on the outside. But people look on the outside. So if you don't look a certain way, if you don't act a certain way, they'll just assume you're not a Christian. However, that's not entirely correct because there are many people out here pretending, and I've seen it. I've seen it in politicians who will quote the Bible. They will quote things and God will say, that's not mine. They're manipulating people. And the devil in this hour is pretending to be an angel of light like the Bible says he would. But it takes one who has discernment, one who is filled with the Holy Spirit and who will yield to, to the Spirit, just de- determining and telling them, or the, the Spirit revealing to them who is real and who's not, who's of light and who's of darkness, so that we know who to believe and who to, who to follow and who not to follow. But more importantly, as Christians, true Christians, we should be following Jesus Christ by his Spirit. So this is a problem in America. Most of the church has disregarded just regarded the Holy Spirit as a guide and a voice of truth in our lives. Too many Christians are living carnal lives without power from the Holy Ghost, without power from God. We're going to church, but yet we're living like everybody else. So there's no witness that we're even Christian, other than the fact that we have a t-shirt or we have a membership at at a particular um, congregation. And that's the problem. That's why Jesus is saying we're lukewarm. People can't tell us tell the difference between us and the world, and therefore he will spit us out because we're not good. We're not a good taste for him. We're not a good fit for what the kingdom is representing because we're not representing him in the way Jesus wants to be represented. So let's continue with what Jesus had to say about these lukewarm Christians. And this is again a description of American Christians. Because thou sayest, I'm rich and increased with goods and have no need of anything, Knows not that thou art wretched, miserable, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Whoa, stop there. How many times will we hear we have certain things in America we don't need God? Uh, we're not interested in being fake people of faith because we got a good job. Uh, we got a good education. We have things that, that America claims as being uh, successful. So what do we need God for? In other words, People in America, we have everything physically, so we don't need God, is what people think. But how many know that that stuff does not make you happy? It can't save you from destruction, can't save you from fires, from floods, from earthquakes or hurricanes that we're seeing in the world right now. In fact, it puts you more at risk because the more things you have, the more things that need protecting. But if you don't believe God, there's no protection for you. In other words, stuff cannot save you from a devil's hell on earth or one eternal hell. What if a man gains his whole world and all of his goods and loses his soul for an eternity? That is the question. Now, I know this means nothing to those who aren't interested in their souls and have, think they have no need of God. Even so, we'll continue with what Jesus says. He says, you're wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Woe to those who consider themselves woke in a dark culture that is blind, miserable, Naked and headed straight to hell. But before hell, there will be sore destruction, more destruction on the land, but only for those who continue to reject Jesus and his message of truth. Now, understand, Jesus is talking to his church. He's talking to his church in this passage, it's not to the world. Stop and think about that. If the church is scarcely saved, what is the hope for the world? Truth is what Jesus is selling. We have to be those who want to be buyers of the truth by coming to salvation. He says, come and buy of me gold tried in the fire. It's pure. It's a real thing that counts in the eyes of God. So that we'll be right before him. He says, buy white garments that you may be clothed in righteousness and you do not appear naked and ashamed before God. Listen, we can't cover our sins with our stuff. Adam and Eve tried that with fig leaves and it didn't work. God had to sacrifice an animal and clothe them in fur. Likewise, God sacrificed his son, Jesus Christ, to clothe us in righteousness. He also is offering us eye salve, something to anoint our eyes to see truth as God sees it. And why not? In this world, there's so much deception, so many things that are untrue, that people are being swayed to follow after things that are going to destroy them. In the end, each of us will be judged, each of us will be judged by God by what we did with the truth we heard about Jesus Christ. So Jesus is calling us. We have no excuse. He's calling his people to be zealous and repent. His invitation, his invitation is this, "Behold, I stand at the door and knock." If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. There you have it. Jesus is standing at the door of each and every heart, whether you're a believer or not. He is knocking on the door of your heart. Can you hear him? If you can hear, don't ignore him. Open the door. Let him in. Commune with Jesus. Let him fill your heart with love, with truth, with peace, with joy. And here's the promise to him that overcomes i will grant to sit with me in my throne even as i also overcame and i am set down with my father in his throne that's the offer you'll have a crown and a throne now i know many people have sang the song i will wear a crown it's a beautiful song however It's only for those who open the door of their hearts and let Jesus come in to rearrange their lives and their loyalty. If Jesus comes into your heart, things will change. You will never be the same. And indeed, if you continue in him, you shall wear a crown and sit with him on his throne. Beloved, God is turning up the heat in the earth. It's not intended to destroy mankind, but to fire up the people of God. To set on fire those who will run to the battle on fire for God. It's time for his glory to be known in all the earth. It's coming and it's coming fast. The temperature in America and in the nations will arise to a boiling point in the realm of the Spirit. Whatever is not of God will be consumed by his fire. The only refuge will be in the kingdom of God. So get ready, be zealous Eager to repent, we who are Christians have received a kingdom which cannot be destroyed. It cannot even be shaken. However, all other kingdoms, the kingdoms of men, the kingdoms of this world, will be shaken and destroyed. So let us with grace serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. He that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. This has been Paula Matthews for Epic Books and Cafe. Until next time.